week's episode of the Top 5 Report, the podcast that won't wear the shirt to the band they're going to see, but they will wear the shirt to the movie they're going to see. Yes, we are that guy. My name's Drew. I'll be your host for the evening. Along with me, normally with me, would be my brother Peter, but if you listened last week, he is on vacation for the next two weeks. So, because I had no clue where we were going, what guests I was having on, if I was going to be sitting here by myself... Uh, talking to myself for an hour and a half, and luckily you don't have to listen to that tonight. I did bring on a guest, um, a friend of the show, Adam Hills. Adam, welcome back to the show. Thank you. Thank you, Drew. Thanks for having me back. Yes. Um, we haven't uh, talked in a while. Well, I feel like we've talked recently, but we haven't like hung out, talked in a long time. No, no. There was a pandemic in the way of that. <laughs> well, yeah, there was. <laughs> <laughs> um <coughs> You were, uh, the last time we had you on was the 20 questions episode, which was fairly recently, mm-hmm. uh, where we sat and, uh, pandered all those questions out, but, like, it was, a kind of a group, uh, discussion, more of a panel, so instead of a one-on-one conversation and that kind of thing, what have you been up to? Are you, like, anything of note, I guess you could say? No, not really. Um, still working. Still hanging out, <laughs> playing Nintendo. Still working. Yeah, I feel like that's all of us now. Yeah, I mean, not, well, not all of us. I keep finding out people don't want to go back to work. But hey, I guess unemployment pays well. <laughs> it does. Um, how about this? Um, what are we watching? What are we reading? Let's just start off and let's just go right into it. No time <clears throat> for reading. I uh, haven't really picked anything up, but I definitely want to get the uh, is it Andy Weir. I definitely want to get the, oh, read the yeah. new one. Read the, that new one. Um, uh, watching uh, a little bit of the Bad Batch. Didn't get all the way through that. Loki, obviously. If you're not watching Loki, why not get a life? Do it. It's good. Yeah, it's great, I. It's well, so we're recording. It's Tuesday. I don't normally record on a Tuesday, but we're recording on a Tuesday, which means the next episode of Loki has not released, so I don't have a review for you. Um, I did watch last week's episode, or last so, week I'm, so I'm three weeks into the show. Fanta- yeah, last um, week's was fantastic. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it, too. I'm waiting. I, I truly believe we're building the Kang the Conqueror. I'm just waiting for that reveal, uh, because I believe... And I, I don't know enough about the Time Variance Authority, but um, what I do know enough of it is the fact that Kang is a time travel villain... And uh, to not go too deeper into that, but I just, I have this feeling that Kang will be one of the three-time lords. Um, and well, there you go. You, you know more than I do. That, that's my guess. And I, because I, because I, my big theory is that in this phase four, what we're building is because we, we all want to know who the next Thanos is. Well, maybe not the next Thanos, but the next Thanos-like character. Mm-hmm. And I have a feeling it's going to be Kang. The next big bad. Yeah, the next big bad I do believe is going to be Kang, and that's where we're going with it, so... Um, let's see what else have I watched? Started Modoc. Um, yes, yes. Okay, so you sent me a text about Modoc. Mm-hmm. Um, I know of the series. I've been meaning to jump on that and like take a watch. Um, that's Hulu, which I think is weird because why not have it on Disney Plus? But Disney owns what eighty percent of Hulu, so right. And they have it on Hulu because it is an uncensored version of Robot Chicken. It, oh, it, that's what it is. I mean, Seth Green is an EP on it. It is filmed in the exact same way that Robot Chicken is filmed. All the stop motion. <clears throat> Patton Oswalt is Modoc. There's swearing. There's silliness. There's... One of the drawbacks to the show, though, is Robot Chicken's appeal was the fact that it was, you know, maybe two-minute tops, vignettes, and then it was, bang, something completely random and different. Where Modoc is you're just watching a 35-minute episode of one robot chicken sketch, and you're just like, I just want to see somebody get kicked in the junk. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, the voice the voice cast is what drew my attention to it. Um, yeah. I'm not the biggest. I don't know enough about Modok to jump on it as a fan of Modok. But... He's definitely not the next big bad. I can tell you that. <laughs> he, he, right. is a, he is a C-list villain. Right. Well, when I the reason I say that is like I just what drew my attention was the voice cast. Yeah. So no, it, it's an excellent voice cast. Um. Uh. Anything else you're watching? Um. I just f- finished Nobody with Steve Odenkirk. That oh was, yeah, that was awesome. That movie made me giggle. Yeah, I've been that uh, that caught my attention. But uh, there's what I'm finding is is that theaters are starting to get back into swing. Mm-hmm. I have my ticket to Black Widow. I'm incredibly excited. Do you have yours yet? Not no. Yet, okay. No. I'm incredibly excited to go back to the movie theater. So I can't wait. And I've um, I've been cheating. I've already been back. So I know you have, but I'm just I look. I'm still like. I didn't go through the stages of remorse when Black Widow died in Endgame. I went straight to anger and was angry about it. And every time I watch it, I get angry that Black Widow died. I mean, I understand you got to and it's a hero's journey and all that nonsense. But I'm like, come on, she was one of my favorites of the she was one of my favorites of the team. And then I have had to wait incredibly too long for the Black Widow movie. So right. I'm just excited. Right, right. <laughs> it's like it's gonna be in a month, and now it's not gonna be for another year. Right. I know. And I don't want to, and no offense to Disney and Disney Plus or anything, but I don't want to pay the premiere access no, price because not. eventually it's just going to be available. But I have to keep up, and it's cheaper for me to just go to the movie theater. And I think Disney wants you to go to the theater anyway. Right. So guess what? I got my ticket with yeah. the seat I always get, and and I, I want my want my ticket. It's just I got to figure out if you know the wife and the kid want to go or if I'm going by myself. And and see that's why I started going to see movies by myself. It's therapeutic. I don't have to worry about anyone else's schedule. I, mean, I, I have no... <laughs> seen a couple by myself, and I agree with you. But then there's also the thing where, but I wanted to see that. And then I'm like, well, I'll go again. Well, no, you, you know what I love is that scene. Well, it's not really. I mean, that scene in Knocked Up when they start fighting. Like, Paul Rudd and Leslie Mann start fighting about... Uh, <laughs> they get into that. It's just a regular fight. And she's right. like, well, what would you do? And he's like, I went to the movies. She goes, what do you see? And he's like, Spider-Man 3. And she's like, I like Spider-Man. And he's like, you want to go see Spider-Man 3? She's like, well, not. You've already seen it. <laughs> it's, just a, it's just a funny fight. And I just, I love that sequence. Yeah. But um, but anyway, so, so you said no time for reading? No, no time for reading okay. right now. Um, I, and you reminded me, um, because I have not had, aside from keeping up with like Loki and Bad Batch, which I'm loving both those shows, I haven't really had a time to watch new stuff. Oh, wait, no, I did watch something new. Peter, I did. I don't know why I forgot that. My weeks are like blending together. I suddenly realized it's July 4th soon. Like, I was like, <laughs> this year went fast. Um, uh, Peter, a couple weeks ago, brought up uh, Doom, the newer Doom movie on Netflix, and told me I should give it a watch. Um,. He said it was much better than the Rock film. <laughs> um, Impossible. And I will tell you this: it is much better than the Rock film. <laughs> Blasphemy. And it's much better than the Rock film in the sense that they paid more attention to the lore and tried to give you a movie that represented the game in a better sense. Here's the catch, though. There's a there's one character that just for some reason it just won't die, um, and it's one it's like one creature that just for some reason won't die, and it's not the best prosthetics. Like it's clearly a dude in a suit as opposed <laughs> to like CG. It's quality. It's 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 just as good as if you were watching like Star Trek guy in a suit or mm-hmm. like Stargate guy in a suit, like standard science fiction dude in a suit. I'm an alien monster thing. It's solid, but when you get into some of the action sequences. And you know how the industry works. You can kind of see through that red tape a little bit. Yeah. So I was kind of like, all right. And the acting... You lose is, that suspension of disbelief. And you're right. like, oh, there's the zipper. <laughs> right, right. And the acting is not the greatest. But overall, it actually was better than the rock version. They did handle the source material way better than previous Doom attempts. The one thing that bugs me about Doom as a movie or like a television show is when you play the game, you always seem to start like in the middle of the crisis and you're suddenly like the Doom Slayer trying to kill monsters and you pick up the pieces as you go in terms of the story. The movie, even the rock version, they always try and start at the beginning. So you don't really get to see some of the big creatures and craziness that the games have for you. Like, I feel like you just don't ever get that far. Yeah. Um, so you're still... Because it all starts with zombie-esque demons, and then it builds to the bigger, grosser, like, mm-hmm. crazy monsters. You never really get to the bigger, grosser monsters. You always stay with the little guys because budget. Budget. <laughs> Time. So, right. Exactly. Um, so otherwise, the movie wasn't bad. Um, reading, however, I talked about how I've... Um, 
been loving the DC Infinite app. Um, so I can sit and read comics on my phone. It's literally one of the best things because it's... And I feel bad because I support brick-and-mortar stores, and if I can have hard copies of the books, I do. But it's not conducive to, like, my job. So if I want to read at work, I can't really bring comics with me to work. You know what I mean? <laughs> but I can sit in the break room on my lunch break and pull up my phone and read a couple DC stuff or whatever. Um, because of that, because I'm enjoying it so much, it's made me get the Marvel Unlimited app, which is exactly the same thing. It's just the Marvel side of the coin. And I now have both pillars on my phone and I can just endlessly read whatever I feel like reading. <laughs> and I can now catch up on some of the Marvel stuff I wanted to check out, but I never did. And I'm just, I'm really enjoying it. I will say this though. If you're a user of both apps, you're going to notice a th th the interface is almost identical. Okay. So in terms of like library, it's about the same size in terms of like the functionality of the app, it's almost identical. The one thing DC does that Marvel does not is you can do full page or panel by panel on, mm. on both apps. And I would like the panel by panel because on certain weird layouts, like I'll read the whole page and then I'll be like, did I read that wrong? And I'll, right, like, right. I'll go back and right. look at it and be like, no, I read that wrong again. <laughs> like, now, now, both apps can do panel by panel. And it's awesome. I love doing panel by panel. What I don't like that what I what I like that DC does that Marvel doesn't. And Marvel, I know you're listening, so just it's just a slight adjustment. Is on the DC app whether you're on full page or panel to panel, you can pinch and zoom. Mm. On Marvel, full page you can pinch and zoom, but on panel you cannot pinch and zoom. So if there's like a line of dialogue that's just a little too small, oh, yeah. you kind of got to strain a little bit. And like it's not, it's honestly not that bad because sometimes I just need to turn my phone sideways, and, and it, you know, know what I mean. Yeah. But I'd rather instead of turning my phone sideways all the time, <laughs> I could just pinch and zoom yeah. real quick. Um, otherwise, it's it's fantastic. So, I mean, maybe I should be reading on, like, an iPad or something like that. But when Probably I, what, what the app was designed for. But I can yeah. do it on my phone, and right. it's fantastic. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so that's, that's where I'm at. I'm basically going back and catching up on some stuff. Um, you want to talk about the news? Let's do the news, because I don't know anything that's going on. All right, you don't know in, anything. So I live, in a, <clears throat> I live under a rock. All right, box so... Under the stairs. Well, so how about this? Um... Just to give us an idea of how the COVID has really messed this world up, and we talked about how I'm excited Black Widow is supposed to come out, or I'm, that's coming out, and I got my ticket. Yep. The Batman, the Matt Reeves right, film, right, was supposed to release this week. Oh yeah. Last year. <laughs> this huh. week, last year. So that just kind of I I grabbed that story just for uh, time perspective, if you will. Um. There is. Did you watch Smallville? Yeah. Okay. Were you a fan? Not, of not religiously, but I, I, I would say I've seen ninety percent of the show. All right. So, Smallville, and this is according to Tom Welling, who apparently is working on this project with Michael Rosenbaum, mm. is putting together an animated Smallville series. Well, that would be sounds like with the original cast entirely coming back. That would be interesting. Probably I don't... all but Chloe. <laughs> well, I mean, for obvious reasons. For obvious reasons, because Allison Mack, I believe, is in jail right now. For I believe so. <laughs> um, what, the documentary is called The Vow. That's what... Have you watched that? I have not watched it. Okay, The Vow is all about the... the the The, the, sex, the, cult. the sex cult that she was involved <laughs> in. Uh, so she's probably the only one not returning, but um, I just thought that was kind of cool. Because um, I enjoyed Smallville. I'd, I watched it very late. And the game, like, I watched it, like, way at the end of the run. Oh, so you caught it late in the season. Like, I, mean, I started it when it first came out, and I kind of got away from it, and I caught reruns, and the um, like, I watched it up until the end. Yeah, no, I didn't watch it, I didn't watch it, I didn't watch it, and then when my son was born, that first three months you can't do anything, yeah. I burned through all of Smallville, and was like, that was awesome. You know what I mean? You're sitting there, the kid can't do much, so you can't really do anything, so you watch a lot of TV while you're taking care of the kid, and I got through all of it, it was amazing. And then I started watching, like, what's the next show I could do, you know, right. kind of thing. Uh, that's when I watched it, so, yeah. Anyway. Yeah, I don't... It was a good show. I don't know... I mean, obviously they feel there's something there that they haven't covered, so... All right. I don't well, know what they're going to cover. Well, here's a show that I was really excited about. Okay, so here's a show that I'm super excited about that has gone in directions I'm not really thrilled about, but I still have high hopes. And then it keeps making me think that I'm not going to get the show. And that's the Halo television show. Yeah, yeah. I, now, are I'm, they still working on that in Prague? Or? Well, so I'm a massive Halo fan. As am I. As are you. Um, we, You and I have incredibly long, endless hours in front of the Halo game 
franchise. In the same room sometimes. In the same room, because, you know, we come from the LAN party generation. Yes. And so, kids, if you're listening... <laughs> A LAN party is when you would actually land. Land stands for local area network, and you basically create like a localized um, mini, inter, mini, mini internet, internet, if you will, within your house that is only access to the devices in your house. And uh, you basically everyone drags over their Xboxes and TVs, and you link them all up with a switch, running cables down hallways and stuff. And it's basically and, and, like and remember <laughs> that this was in the time of the large CRT TVs, so we're logging over sixty pound TVs. <laughs> On a 20-inch screen, and yeah. we're going to town with four people on each TV. <laughs> it was awesome. It was great. It, it was, was awesome. Incredibly and, fun. You know, you guys can play your Fortnites and have all the fun you want, but I'm going to tell you there's nothing better than being able to yell at the person from across the room because they sniped you, like, in midair because <laughs> you just jumped off the building or That's something. That's right. Um, anyway, or Halo... them in the foot. Yeah, Halo TV series. Um, Halo TV series was supposed to be Showtime. Okay. okay, and I was like, I'm down for that because Halo is a mature game. Mm-hmm. Showtime allows them the no rules factor. They right. can use language, violence, nudity if they needed to. It doesn't make like, do they need nudity? That's irrelevant. What I knew know, what I do know is that it um, gives them the option. It gives them the option. So, um, Halo got moved from Showtime to Paramount Plus. Okay. Now, that kind of made me question things, but Paramount is still a company that makes R-rated movies, so yeah. I didn't want to, like, I was like, eh, I don't know, because Showtime legit is no rules. Right. What's the what's Paramount going to do for, like, I mean, a, it's a subscription service, so, I mean, it's like Netflix. There's right. no rules. There's no rules. Right. So I was I was a little hesitant, but then I was like, let's just see what happens. Um, Paramount Plus upcoming Halo series can't seem to keep showrunners on board the project as the second showrunner has departed the project. so will i get my halo show i have a feeling at some point i will but i don't know when that's happening right um will it be the halo show that we want right now here is a show that's going to be coming to amc which i think is really interesting and amc i'm not entirely sure um how this works but i do know this is a show this this is based off of a film that i really like called interview with the vampire okay so they're going to do an interview with the vampire series, which, Interesting. if handled correctly, it could be awesome. That Anne Rice source material, those novels are incredible. Good, but and I loved the interview with the vampire movie. I wasn't a big fan of the movie of Queen of the Damned, <laughs> but the original film was great. And if we keep it in that like interview flashback kind of sense, sure. they could do some really cool stuff. It just, I don't, I mean, I doubt the original cast is coming back, yeah, but they not, could... You're not going to get you're, the original cast you're, you're, but, you're, but the idea, just, I was like, sure. that sounds awesome. Huh. Um, and I real and I just enjoy vampire lore in general, so this just should be really cool. Intriguing. Um, by the way, there's not a lot of news this week. We're in the, we're in the time that we should be getting news from conventions, but there's no conventions, conventions. to get news from, so... Yeah, I mean, um, E3 was the biggest thing that's happened in the last two yeah. weeks, and... The only thing I have to report from E3 is that they still don't know if they're going to get Halo out in time. <laughs> well, they're, uh, the last thing I read was that Halo Infinite is being um, held to that holiday date because the developers believe they're going to be done. Yeah. Now, holding back last year, giving them, like, last year when they're like, it's coming out on holiday, and then turning around saying we want another year, make your game correct. And right. I don't know if you watched any of the footage from Halo. I, I watched a little bit, yeah. Um, um, there's a... On one hand, there's the multiplayer video, and then there's the announcement that they did from the press conference, which is ultimately just the multiplayer video. But there's like a 12-minute developer video with Joseph Staten talking about it and all that stuff, and everything looks super polished, like they're real close. So I would say check it out. It's Okay. I found, I went looking to see. I will go check that out. I got a YouTube. Yeah, I was looking to see if it, I can, you know what, I'll find the link for you and send it to you, but I was really like, this, that looks awesome. Yep, the only other thing I'm excited for is Flight Simulator on Xbox. Yeah, that actually looked pretty solid. Like, and I, yeah, that looked really solid. That like was the, the, the main that. driving factor on when I, why I, I mean, I have oh. my own gaming PC. <laughs> sure. But, and, you know, I'm going to do a shameless plug here, sorry. Um, but me and a group of guys, you know, we're out there and we're making YouTube videos, so if you want to watch our antics in Flight Simulator, check out FlyFS on YouTube. FlyFS? So, FlyFS nice. on YouTube. Nice, and yeah. I didn't know that, so yeah. um, I'm, I find it, like, a little upsetting that you're just telling me about this now. Well, you know, it's, <laughs> it, was, it was in its infancy when I, we first started. Now we've got about 60 videos out there. Oh, nice. And, 
How often do you do it? Uh, we try and get on once a week if we can. I mean, with, with the summer, um, a lot of us that are involved in it um, also do alternate summer projects for air shows. So uh, summer's kind of our slow season, but we've got a backlog of stuff that we're putting out. Um, I just dropped the D-Day video uh, last week for the uh, June 6th anniversary of D-Day. Um, but that, that was been the last one we did. Um, my buddy Ryan's got a stockpile of videos, so. Nice. Okay. Um, do you, are you doing it on Twitch at all or just recording no, and then posting to YouTube? No, we, we're not streaming, um, mostly because there's going to be no talking in our YouTube videos because we're filthy pigs. Um, oh, sure. And we don't. We would get kicked off of Twitch for some of the things that we say while we're flying, so. <laughs> Nothing right. overtly, you know, horrible, just not even close to PG-13. Well, no, dude, that's awesome. I'm, like, Peter and I talk about this a lot on the show, is that, like, when we started this podcast, it was just kind of exciting to, like, make a thing. And when we got it launched, and we, like, what, we're up, this is, a, this is episode 152. Do you know what I mean? Like, we're, like, we've been doing this. We're real close to... Peter's going to get back from his vacation, and it's going to be our three-year anniversary. Oh. So, you know what I mean? Like, it's just... That's awesome. That like, is We've been awesome. doing it, like, that many weeks, like, that kind mm -hmm. of thing. So, it's just, like, it makes a thing, and it kind of lights a fire under my ass, and it gets me really, like, ready to go, and, like, what can we do? What's the next creative thing I can do? And it gets me working, and I think it's awesome. So, I'm always for when someone's like, hey, I'm doing this. Dude, that's awesome. Like, do yeah. it. Like, you know, bring it. Uh, so, Fly FS. Yep, that's just, just that's one word. One word. It's uh, capital F, L Y, and then capital F, capital S. All nice. one word. All right, so. I will. I'm I'm actually going to check that out. Yeah, so. absolutely. Um, speaking of YouTube, there is a new Shang Chi trailer out. Have you I seen? I saw it? it posted. I haven't had a chance to watch it. I was at okay. work yesterday. I'm going to so. spoil something in the trailer. <gasps> uh -huh. Yeah, I know. So if you don't want spoilers, and the only reason I'm going to spoil this is because, um, they. Very specifically, and this is one of those, in my opinions, mistakes that they made with the Thor trailer. Oh, uh, which Thor trailer? Thor Ragnarok. Okay. Okay, and I'm specifically referring to the fact that the Hulk was in the Thor Ragnarok trailer, and he should not have been in the Thor Ragnarok trailer because we would have all been like on our on the floor in the theater, yeah, like, yeah, oh that, that's my a god, huge, that's a huge reveal moment where you're just like. Yeah! <laughs> I know, I know. Like, when Thor's celebrating, we're celebrating with him. And it, yes, right. it was still humorous, but, but the humor, The pop. humor lost because yeah. of uh, the trailer, and we pop. saw it. And I only had to see the trailer one time to have that lost. Mm -hmm. um, the scene was still Which great. Which is why I understand why Scott's like, I don't want to watch trailers anymore. I know, I know. Uh, I'm very, like, I watched the trailer the one time. That's how I am at this point. I don't overwatch. Um, but the new trailer came out. This is the story one. So it gives you a better... Because the teaser was great. Yeah. This gave you a real sense of the story. So if you don't know who Shang-Chi is, you can go into this trailer. By the end of the trailer, you're going to go, oh, I'm totally watching that movie. You have a little more of understanding what the Ten Rings are, because it's Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Mm -hmm. You have a better idea what the Ten Rings are. This is all supposed to lead to the Mandarin, the actual Mandarin, because right. we got the fake one in um, yeah. Iron Man 3, and you know now we're getting the real one. Um, the spoiler I'm going to drop, and it's only because I'm excited about it, but it's that Thor moment, is the Abomination is back. Interesting. Yeah. And Peter uh, was talking a few weeks back about how he is he would really like to see the Abomination come back. And we know that Tim Roth is supposed to be in the She-Hulk show, so I was expecting to see Abomination in She-Hulk, mm -hmm. but not in Shang-Chi. Shang so um, that's awesome. I was just like, oh my god, that was the abomination, and it's like very fast. They don't even like. It's just like, oh my god, was that? And then yeah. you know what I mean. So I'm just excited for the abomination to be back. So interesting. Yeah. All right. Now, because you have your YouTube channel that we just found out about, and you like to fly things. Uh huh. Um, unclassified UFO report unable <laughs> to explain more than 140 aerial phenomena. Uh, the long-awaited U.S. intelligence report about UFOs was largely inconclusive. <laughs> Unable to provide unexplained aerial sightings as a result of extraterrestrials for foreign militaries. Thoughts? <laughs> um. <laughs> because a few weeks back, like it was like maybe a month ago, Obama came out saying that he's read UFO reports and he can yeah. comment the fact that there's stuff that they don't know what they are. Right. Well, and I mean that—that's literally the title, you know, yep. unidentified flying object. 
We can't figure out what this thing is. I <laughs> Is it aliens? I mean, if you ask the guy from Ancient Aliens, and yes, it's aliens every time. He's not saying it's aliens, but it's aliens. Right. Um, there is an Ancient Aliens movie coming out. I don't know how that's going to work. God. Um, however, I, w- I will say that I want everyone to remember that Elon Musk did put a Tesla out there and it's orbiting the planet. So yeah, I don't... but it's out there. <laughs> it ain't coming back and then leaving again. I know. Um, um, I mean... <sighs> I just... I, I couldn't not talk about this sure, because it's I mean, too... <laughs> there's, you know, unconfirmed pilot report or well confirmed pilot reports out of LAX of a guy in a jetpack in the last two years I know I, well, I mean like they can't find this guy okay, either okay okay so, have you seen alright I'm gonna quick tangent and you and I you and I when we get together like in general and talk we have a lot of tangents we, we are very tangent do you follow uh, it's like I want to. I, ha, I honestly would have to look it up, but I believe it's anti gravity um, mm. FX or whatever on Instagram. It's no. about the guys who make the jetpacks for the military. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's all their like test video footage. And I stuff. watched so, some stuff on YouTube, but I don't so follow that, it. So that video that released to the new that they showed on the news about mm-hmm. the guy doing like he was like went from the one from the like two man boat to, yeah. to the aircraft carrier. I saw that on Instagram like days before the news had it. I'm like, that's old news. Where have you guys been? <laughs> <laughs> like I've been following these guys for a while. It's some well, of the I stuff mean, they posted. It took them five days to figure out how to spin it that was yeah you know they can't just report the news anymore it's gotta be how do we spin this to work for our narrative yeah yeah um well anyway the alien thing harvard scientist thinks aliens are watching us um astrophysicist um avi loeb says that the onuwama if i'm pronouncing that right asteroid which passed earth in 2018 might have actually been an alien vessel and proceed and preceding a vessel could have launched probes to earth's surface um, Could have because because why not? <laughs> I mean, we, you know, anything's possible. Plausible. <laughs> we live in a post-COVID world. Why not? Why not? Uh, mean, the world ended. Everything's different now. This is the darkest timeline. So we should probably just make the best of it, right? Yeah. Embrace right. our alien overlords. Get your sign and go stand on the tallest building you can, and then regret every decision you've ever made to that point. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, well. This, um, that kind of concludes the news, man. Like I yeah. said, it was, it was light. It was, there wasn't much. So you ready to talk the list for the night? Because mm-hmm. this could be an interesting one. It could be. It could also okay. be quite humorous. <laughs> I, I hope so. Anyway, so uh, Ryan, we're going to play the list or do the list for the evening. So do me a favor and roll the thing. And now for the top five. Okay, Adam. So we talked. This is kind of a last-minute scramble list. Yes. Okay. As of what eight o'clock last night? Eight o'clock last night. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so usually I have like a week to think about this stuff, but this is a list I've been thinking about for a while, thinking about doing. I didn't know if Peter could do it because I don't know if he watches these kind of movies, TVs, that kind of stuff. Because sometimes I like to really, sometimes I really enjoy like political drama on television, movies, that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Um. And I watch, and I'm currently watching West Wing right now. And I'm almost done with the show, um, but I got into this big Aaron Sorkin kick and kind of studying his writing a little bit. And I've been kind of just paying attention to how he writes dialogue. And it, sure. and I never watched the show, so I'm like, I'm going to give it a go. Um, Aaron Sorkin, Aaron Sorkin's just a wonderful writer, and I've expressed I'm a fan. He only wrote the first four seasons, so the final three seasons were written by other people. You can tell when Sorkin left, but. It's pretty, like, they're doing a really nice job yeah. of not having Sorkin in the I mean, room with them. You get four seasons, the actors know their characters, the characters are right. established, right. the writing can change, and the characters are still going to be the characters. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. So, anyway, the reason I bring this up is because this show kind of made me go, hmm, I wonder what my who my top five fictional presidents would be, because if we were to take our political nightmare of a world out there that we have to sit and watch on the news all the time... Um, and put in these fictional guys, like, who would we actually vote for? Do you know what I mean? It made me wonder. So, fictional presidents, film, television, books, comics, I didn't care where you pulled them from. I literally thought, I really thought back, and do you remember the, do you remember the old cartoon Cops? No. There was a cartoon on in the early 90s called Cops. Early 90s, late 80s, early 90s. It was like your Saturday morning thing, and it was very science fiction. Like, it was modern day, but the cops had, like, crazy, like, laser gun tech mm-hmm. and vehicles that could transform and all that stuff. Um, there was, the president from that was, uh, it was kind of cool. 
Um, the, uh... Oh, where? Where's my pen? I don't know. I just stole it. It's okay. <laughs> For those of you who keep playing the home game, Adam's like, I need a pen, and I'm suddenly like, well, where's my extra pen? <laughs> when, when we were discussing this over text, there was a delay because my work is basically a giant Faraday cage, and I don't get SMS messages. I only get iMessages. Does everyone know what a Faraday cage is? <laughs> yeah. So I get very poor signal in my in, at work. Sure. Um, so... I misread this text and thought it was only movie presidents. Oh. So I'm editing my list right now because there's, there's one that I wanted to add in, but I'm like, well, he's not a movie No, president. that's fair. I was thinking just fictional presidents in a general sense. So Sure. So I apologize for not being more clear. No, it's... Um, I have uh, two honorable mentions. I actually have to look up one of the names. I apologize for that. How many honorable mentions do you got? I got two. Two, Nice. Do you want to go first? Do you want me to go first? Um, yeah, I can go first. Okay. So, um, my first honorable mention, um, and I'm not going to change my honorable mentions because this was just movie honorable mentions, but uh, it's the actor Stanley Anderson. Um, he is just credited as the president, <laughs> and he was the president in Armageddon. Oh, and, right. And, I mean, not a huge role in the movie, Um but he gave a great, what I felt was an American-type speech, you know, when he thought that the end was coming and there was yeah, yeah, there yeah. was nothing else he could do. Um, so I picked him as one of my uh, my honorable mentions. Nice. There's um, really not much to say. I mean, his, his role was small. He didn't really have a huge thing other than trying to blow up the asteroid while they were still on it because, you know. Right. Well, he, uh, yeah, and that's... Yeah, because he literally, like, you only see him when they do that, when they do the broadcast, right before right. they take off to the asteroid. Like, mm -hmm. it's the only time you see the president. Like, they don't even, they don't even show the president when they're trying to, like, brief for the crisis. Right. That's, and now that you're making me think about that, I'm like, wow, I completely forgot about that. That's just... And I kept, like, thinking, I'm like, was the president in Transformers? And no, it's just, you know, the Secretary of Defense, John Voight's character. And I'm like, you'd never, ever see the president in Transformers. And I was like, that seems kind of weird, but okay, whatever. Um, all right, so my first honorable mention, and I'm probably going to mispronounce his name, uh, but Joe Bowers, Bowers, I think, is that President Joe Bowers? He is the president in the movie Idiocracy. Um, have you ever seen Idiocracy? I have, and you do not have the right name for that. Well, are you sure? I'm positive. All right, because when I, <laughs> when I was Googling it, I was like, wait, what's the guy's name? So, um, what's his name, man? Because now um, I'm... <laughs> you ready for this? Yeah. Are you talking about Terry Crews' character? Yeah. <laughs> President Dwayne Elizondo Mountain Dew Herbert Camacho. <laughs> then why does that come up the way it did when I Googled it? Because <laughs> he's my next honorable mention. <laughs> Fine, nice. So we matched on that one. So when I was Google, when I was doing the Google and scrolling through the list, <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, um, no, that's not the right guy. It's the most ridiculous. It's the most ridiculous presidency. Um, oh, if you have not seen Idiocracy, we are living it right now, and it's terrifying. It, we are living it right now, and I'm not kidding. And Adam is not kidding when he says that we're living Idiocracy right now. Um, the movie is literally about a guy who goes into the future because he's part of a uh, cryogenic program that uh, fails, and he's he's supposed to be in it for two weeks. He's actually in it for five hundred years. Five hundred years, and he comes out, and like it's it's supposed to be a satirical uh, uh, social commentary on where we're headed, but and it turned out being it's but, prophetic and it's but, terrifying. But Mike Judge like was so smart with it that like it's. It's prophetic. What's happening right now? It's crazy. It's terrifying. And the movie's not that old. No, it's not. Um, so, yeah. Um, everyone should see Idiocracy and take a long, hard look at the world around you. Uh, but, no, that guy's ridiculous. And what was really funny is every time I hear that The Rock is running for president, I automatically <laughs> think I automatically think about Idiocracy because of the ex-wrestler president. <laughs> you going to put um, the doo-doo water on the plants? I know. It's just... Every time I hear that, every time I hear about an actor who wants to run for president, I think about idiocracy. Like, it's just, that's where we're going. That's um, where we are. Yeah, I know. Um, my, all right, so since we matched on that, it throws it back to me. Um, so my next honorable mention is uh, Thomas Whitmore from Independence Day. Uh, I matched on this as well. Okay. Is, um, yeah. 
Okay, so would that technically be your first pick, then, since we matched? Sure, yeah. Okay, so um, this, all right, I don't know what kind of a leader he was, but he's got that speech. Yeah. It's literally the one speech. <laughs> and you're like, you listen to the one speech, you're like, yeah, I'd vote for that guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I mean, you look at the movie and... Um, David, you know, um, why the hell can't I think of his name right now? I'm just having an absolute vapor lock in my brain. The main character, the scientist. Yeah, the guy who defeats the aliens with right. the There's Windows 95. Right. <laughs> now, no, it was on an Apple. It was? <laughs> it was on an oh, Apple. It was on an Apple. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, okay. Can't remember the hey. most, one of the most famous actors in Hollywood's name right now. Jeff Goldblum? Thank you. Jesus. <laughs> And I'm gonna tell you. I'll tell you um, if we're gonna learn how to uh, defeat aliens with Windows 95 or an Apple computer, we might as well because we have we have 140 some objects floating around that no one can identify. We don't know what they are. Um, So the aliens, if you're picking up my signal for us talking, uh, we we figured it out, and you should all fear um, Apple computers. Anyway. (laughs) Yes. Anyway, uh, Cupertino. The CDEF virus. That's right. Cupertino, California. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I also, yeah, um, but I was saying, like, David's character didn't like him, didn't vote for him, which made me think he was a little more on the right-wing side of things, you know, with David being an intellectual and more towards Greenpeace, Save the Earth type stuff, recycling and all that stuff. But, I mean, you know, you kind of want that guy in the office when you're under attack from aliens. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Right. Um... Well, okay. Um, man, it's throwing me back to me again. So, um, I'm going to pull out... Uh, yeah, we'll go with that one first. Um, did you watch Scandal? Nope. Okay, so we don't match on this one. Sweet, that works. Um, so, Scandal is essentially... I don't. It, it, the show is basically a drama, but it's a political drama, where it's kind of like a... Uh, Kerry Washington plays, like, I believe she was a lawyer, if I remember right. She was a lawyer that started getting into the political game, and she started cleaning up scandals. Mm-hmm. Okay? But it gets political in the sense that a lot of them come from Washington, and she's kind of cleaning up senators and congressmen scandals and stuff like that, even presidential. And, like, like they go in real deep, some of the stuff that they take care of and everything. And it was real. It started to get really, really interesting. I started to really follow the show. I'm going to say this. The show is seven seasons. I was told to not watch the seventh season, watch the finale for six, and know you watched an amazing show, and don't (laughs) ruin it for yourself. So I've never seen the seventh season. I will say this. The the season six finale felt like a series finale. And when when I got to the end of that episode, and I was like, everyone told me not to watch seven... It makes me wonder if they didn't know they were getting a seventh season, mm-hmm. ended the show, and then they told them, and, and they, they went scrambled. and they scrambled, which means I was like, well, I kind of saved myself, and I can enjoy the fact that yeah, yeah. Um, I do not have that show on my list. I've, um, been, I've never seen Scandal. It was the, uh, definitely not in my cup of tea or my my radar when it was out. The president in the show is awesome. Like he's a like he's a really cool guy. Um, like you do get some of his political background stuff, but he's got a lot of scandals under his belt in general. Um, some of them sex related, that kind of stuff. Like it's, but you also get all the like military stuff in the show. You get all like the like, it's it's an intense show. And then some of the CIA stuff and FBI things that are involved. Like it's just it gets really intense, and it was just a great show. But he was such. But it's a president you lived with. Sure. You know what I mean, and you really got to. As opposed to, like, Bill Pullman, where it was the one speech that got you, mm-hmm. um, this is a... You get to see his you get whole to, You get to really and... see the presidency, yeah. that kind of thing. So, yeah, that's why I picked him. But um, what else you got? So, my next pick is a fantastic character actor who's been in just about everything you can think of. I feel we're going to match on this one, but go ahead. Um... So, it's an actor by the name of Bruce Greenwood. Oh, no, we did not. Um, He plays the president, and I picked him for this role. He plays the president, just quote-unquote, the president, (laughs) in National Treasure Book of Secrets. Oh, yeah. You know what? As soon as you said Bruce Greenwood, I should have grabbed that. Yeah, so, but he also plays the president, (laughs) non-descript, quote-unquote, the president, 
in the second Kingsman movie, The Golden Circle. <laughs> so he's been in two movies as just the president, but I picked him for the National Treasure one because he seemed like a very presidential, down-to-earth human being, though. Like, when they go into the catacombs, you know, at Mount Greenwood, or Mount uh, Vernon. and uh, From Book of Secrets. From Book of Secrets, yeah. yeah. And he's, he's, like, you can see, like, he's no longer the president. He is a very interested and engaged human being that wants to know where this goes. Like, right. And then, like, he got into it. Like, yeah, he, like, was, he was no longer the president. He was a schoolboy ready to go on an Easter egg hunt. Like, right. He was like, let's do this. He was also away from his Secret Service detail right. and was like, ooh, I get to do something. <laughs> right. I mean, but, I mean, at that point, he wasn't. It wasn't okay. until, like, they went behind the wall and, you know, he was officially kidnapped by Benjamin Gates that, you know... But you actually get to see who he was as a president and as a person. He's like, look, I'm going to tell you this stuff, but if you're not right, I'm going to hang your dick out the drive. Like, you're, <laughs> right. you're done. You're right. done. You're done. Right. So, because it's not coming back on me that I gave you access to this stuff. So, right. I, I just, I really enjoyed his role and his portrayal as the president in that, nice. that, that role. Nice. All right. Um, yeah, and I completely forgot about him. Uh, Bruce Greenwood, uh, Captain Pike in the Abrams Star Trek film. Yep. And then uh, he voiced Batman a couple times mm-hmm. in the animated, some of the animated movies. And then um, I started watching The Resident on Fox. Okay. Because, I'm a, because I really like Emily Van Camp. And um, post, so she was, on, uh, she was on the show Revenge, loved Revenge. And then she did, she joined the Marvel Universe, and I was like, that's awesome. And then post, I think, Civil War, I think after Civil War came out, uh, there was an announcement that she was going to be in this medical show on Fox. And it's basically your standard hospital drama. Mm-hmm. But I like Emily Van Camp, so I was like, yeah, I'll give it a shot. Bruce Greenwood's, like, the chief of surgery on that show. And, like, there's just some really good actors on that show. Theo from Cosby Show's on there. He's one of the surgeons. Like, but they put on some great, like, character actors, and it just drew me in. And I'm that's a show that I'm very addicted to. So if you like hospital dramas, I know that you might not because of where you work. Yeah, no, <laughs> but if I, you I like... mean, I'm not going to lie to you. I, I caught an old episode of ER this morning, and it was first two seasons, maybe. And I was like... Oh, that's the chick from Law and Order. Oh, I know her from something else. Like, there was so many people that got their start in ER, and I was just like, right. wow. Right, right. Well, if you like hospital dramas, the show is awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, be- you work in a hospital, so you're going to look at it differently. I, I noticed, yes. because I work in law enforcement, I don't, it's hard for me to watch police stuff now, because I'm just like, that's so unrealistic. And I'm going to tell you something. I, we had a quick tangent. I was at work. Um, I'm I'm in the break room. TV's on. I wasn't watching. I was playing with my phone, but someone had left on Chicago PD. <laughs> okay, so Chicago PD was on in the break room. Someone had left it on. They were clearly watching for Sophia Bush, but someone had left it on. One one of my sergeants walks in, realizes what we're watching. He's like putting making something in the microwave, whatever. And he pauses and he goes, "You know why this show is unrealistic?" And I kind of like. Aside from the fact that the whole show is unrealistic, I was like, why? And he goes, there's not enough pens in their vests. <laughs> <laughs> if you ever look at a policeman's, like, the Kevlar vest and stuff they wear, there's lots of pens. I actually have three pens in my vest at all times. <laughs> so I kind of laughed when he said that, and I started paying attention. I'm like, wow, they cops on TV do not carry pens. <laughs> um, anyway, so back on track. Um uh, yeah, Bruce Greenwood's phenomenal, and I totally hear you with that, especially that, those scenes when he's in the catacombs yeah. under you mm-hmm. know, Mount Vernon. And, I mean, if you're just trying to place his face and you've seen the, well, I guess, the movie that I love to hate to love, The Core, he was the commander of the space shuttle in that movie as well, so... Yeah, I you know what's funny is the core is not the best. I own it. I own it as well. <laughs> I I think I got a like a three dollar bin or whatever, but it's still like then why I not? Own. That's the why not bin. Yeah. Um. All right. So my next one, and this uh, I did not pull this because you and I are both fans. I pulled this because I always liked the guy. Uh, you and I are both fans of Stargate. Yes, absolutely. So my next pick is President Hayes. Okay. Um. Now, if you watch Stargate. Hayes is the president from the beginning of the program till about 
right before season seven, I think season seven or eight, and that's right. when the and that's when his term was up, and you got a new president who did not understand the Stargate program at all. <laughs> but Hayes was like one of the biggest supporters of the program and reading into the dialogue and you right. know reading into the reports and fascinated with what's going on and stuff. But the few times that you got to see him, he was really supportive of the adventure and wanted right. to know more and all that stuff. So when his promoting the uh, attainment of knowledge from right you know the massive amounts of technology that are out there that we don't have access to here on earth and you know that is just so far beyond us yeah so yeah he was he was a great proponent of the program and yeah so and then when you get to the when you get to the newer president he's like you should probably read these you know what i mean <laughs> <laughs> you, should, you need to read these boxes are very important you need to read these right um which and that was funny because we are in this prime time of like remakes, reboots, and all that stuff. I really think it's time for Stargate to come back. I really do. I'm worried it's going to be on some crazy streaming service that I'm going to yeah. have to pay more money for. Well, I mean, they tried. I mean, they I, had their own little. They tried. I watched a little bit of it. it I, it's not what we wanted. No, we, it's we don't. We don't want to go backwards. We want to go forwards. We right. want to see the moon base, man. We want like we want to see the Atlantis SG one universe crossover right. craziness. Like, right. <laughs> I would like to honestly. I would like to see a universe, not even miniseries, even if they wrapped it up in a movie. Like right. Because right now. They're Schrodinger's universe. Like, are they dead on the ship or are they alive on the ship? We <laughs> <Right>. don't know. <laughs> well, we know that all but one character got cryo freeze and frozen. Right. So but this he's is... the one character that could figure it out. So right. he's also Schrodinger's right. universe. Right. So. so, I mean, they tried it. I, I liked Universe for what it was. It got so good up to the end and then mm -hmm. they canceled it. But they ended it on this weird note that they could break. Like, it's time. It really right. is. It's time. It's time. Um. So anyway, every time I talk about Stargate, it makes me want to start watching it again. I just haven't pulled that plug. And they put it, they put SG One back on Netflix. So yeah, maybe I should. It's, it's on Netflix and Amazon at the same time. Oh yeah. Yes, I knew it was on Amazon. Yeah, which... like they're both out. They're all the only one that I haven't found is Universe isn't out there right now. Okay. Like that's still on MG. I have the DVDs for that, so if I wanted to watch it, I could. But um, and like I really don't want to watch season one of Universe because I've seen that show. I've seen that show, and I've seen that show that it's based off of. Like right. <laughs> right. that, that, that first, you know, are we? We're running out of air. We're running out of water. We're running out of food. We're running out of power. It's like, all right, yeah, I've seen all this. Let's let's get to the story portion of, right. you know, right. And that's when everyone was clamoring for the survival right stories. So it, right. I mean, it kind 20, of or you had it fell into the trap basically. Yeah. Yeah. And you had you know Battlestar Galactica was like that. That was. Yeah. The first 12 episodes were the same as that, but they were so well done that they grabbed you by the throat and they didn't let you go. And if you watched it week to week, I don't know how you put up with it. Because I watched it as, yeah, as a sit-down. I, sit watched, down I and watched it week watched to week. watched it all at once on a binge, and I was just like, next. <laughs> yes, I'm still here. <laughs> you know? I, I watched it, um, yeah, I watched it week to week, and... Uh, it's mostly because a guy that I worked with was really into Stargate, so we would talk a lot, and then Universe came out. Like, we were watching it, like, we were talking about it and all this stuff at work, and then Universe comes out, and here we are. Tangent. Yeah, I know, big tangent. <laughs> but he literally... <laughs> yeah, big tangent. But he literally, like, like we would see each other, and like, did you watch last night? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it became the conversation, so that's the only reason I kept up week to week. But I prefer the conversation. Um, anyway, President Hayes, good dude. <laughs> good dude. Love it. Good dude. All right. As you can tell, we're huge Stargate but fans. I, but we I, could talk about that all night. Yeah, we could have done it. We should have done a Stargate list, but maybe uh, that's for the next time you that, come back that, on. That, that's going to take me a week to put together that list. Yeah, and while that'll, we should start now, rewatch the whole thing. There you go. I put it together, though, man. If you want to watch the entire Stargate run, it's like three. So if you were to count each, because it's three movies. Still tangent. Still tangent. <laughs> if you were to count, so I'm. I know, but seriously, there's three <laughs> movies, 17 seasons. Yeah. So if you count each movie as an episode, mm -hmm. and you treat each two-parter as a movie and watch them back-to-back, -back, it's 321 epi episodes. Okay. So, and you do one a day, takes you <laughs> shy of a year. <laughs> Time off for holidays and vacations. <laughs> right. <laughs> 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 right, just shy of a year. So next year, let's next do a year, Let's, let's do a full rewatch. <laughs> by June, I'll be like, 
I'm not going to watch those first 60 again. <laughs> yeah, right. Anyway, anyway. Uh, President Hayes, good dude. I always liked him. Anyway, let's throw it back to you and get back on our track of our political nightmare that we're sure. rolling down. Um, because I was in the movie presidents, I only have movie presidents here. Um, with the exception of one that I've crossed out and added another one. That's um, right. But my next president is uh, Morgan Freeman's portrayal of President Alan Trumbull from Angel Has Fallen. Ah, okay. Um, I liked him as the vice president in both of the... Uh, Alan Trumbull? How is that? Uh, A-L-L-E-N-T-R-U-M-B-U-L. Um, I, liked I didn't him expect as... a full spelling, but... Well, you got it. No. <laughs> <laughs> right? It's just for the spreadsheet. Right. So... I mean, you like I really liked him as the vice president in uh in um London has fallen and uh why can't I think of the first one because it's not uh, Olympus has fallen Olympus has fallen yeah I wanted to say White House down I knew that was wrong um but I mean because you got to see that character develop through all three of those movies um but really his portrayal in that and him being the actual target of the conspiracy to sure. frame um, Mike's character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and the whole reasoning behind it to prevent or to try to facilitate um, the the use of private militia, military type in the next conflict, which the president was actively trying to steer us away from and steer us away from the use of those private military contractors. So it just, his whole portrayal in all three movies, but particularly in, in Angel Has Fallen is what, you know, I really enjoyed it. And it was, it was fun to watch. I mean, if you don't like Morgan Freeman, then you probably should have your head examined because he's pretty much fantastic in everything. He's right. In. Yeah. So, um, I loved Olympus Has Fallen. It I, was an awesome movie. I, I loved fun. Olympus Has Fallen. I just haven't. And Olympus Has Fallen is about a uh, terrorist attack on the White House. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't seen London Has Fallen or the other one. So, um, but I just haven't seen the others. But yeah. Olympus Has Fallen was amazing. Yeah, it's, so. it's, I mean, they're all on the same line. They're, they're, you know, London Has Fallen is vaguely predictable. I mean, you can go, yeah, that's going to happen. Well, there's the, there's the action movie predictability right. stuff that comes up. But, mm-hmm. like, Olympus Has Fallen really impressed it really impressed me it's kind of olympus has fallen and white house down it's it fell into that trap of the same movie coming out at the same, same time, time like uh, the red planet and mars mars and, and then dante's peak, peak and, and volcano right. and you and, know like uh, armageddon stuff. and deep impact yeah that stuff happens like and then it's like they get together and these like, hey, came out this. Yeah, and i remember and i remember yeah and i remember <laughs> and i remembered seeing the the two of them i go well olympus has fallen in my opinion looks better yeah it was amazing. It was I much, much, much higher production. And um, then I found out that uh, White House Down was directed by Roland Emmerich, and I don't know if I was ready to stomach another Roland Emmerich movie at the time. <laughs> so I went. <laughs> yeah, right. So at any rate, yeah. Um, no, good pull on that one. Um, all right. So my next one. Um, this is this is our Harrison Ford president. And I figured we would have matched on this one, and that's James Marshall from Air Force One. Get off my plane. Yeah, get off my plane. And this, I mean, this is essentially an action movie where the president gets to, like, have some action. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Everyone should see Air Force One. I don't know how, if the movie holds up anymore. I really don't. I have to. It still holds up. I I was going to say, I haven't seen it in a while, but. I mean, um, especially still with, you know, with the the Russia-U.S. tensions going on. And, you know, the Russia-Ukrainian type situation where, you know, people are still wanting to annex countries and reform the Soviet Union and this, that, and the other thing. I, I It's still topical. Um, I think the action still holds up. Oh, the, that definitely, yeah. The CGI looks dated, but um, the story, the action, all of that still feels relevant. Um the movie was just on TV a couple weeks ago, and I watched it. Oh, really? Yeah. I haven't. I just haven't seen it on in a while. Yeah, no. I just... Gary Oldman's portrayal of you know the bad guy in that movie yeah. is fantastic. I mean, just absolutely stone cold. Do my mission, and I don't care the cost. You know, let's just do it. It's, it's a great movie. I love Air Force One. 
Uh, I remember when that movie came out, I saw it in a theater three times, three days in a row. Wow. Like, I loved that movie. I was like, this is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I... Just the idea of the terrorist takeover of Air Force One, mm -hmm. the idea of that's awesome. But I, one of the things that I really like about that movie, and this is just, I, I don't know if it's me, I'm not claustrophobic at all, but I always like the intense movies that deal with like a claustrophobic situation. Mm -hmm. And when you talk about a terrorist takeover on an airplane and the president and all that has the all the action stuff that takes place, you can't go very far in an airplane. It's right. only so big. Yeah. Like there's not a lot of running away from the problem. Um, and that just, and it makes it crazy. So when you think about like a zombie movie on an airplane, like there's nowhere to go. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, World War Z or, you know, the zombies start taking over and they end up crashing the plane and you're just like, well, that happened quickly. Yeah. Right. But it's just the idea of, right. the idea of all that and doing, doing a presidential hostage situation, but on Air Force One, the, it's just a brilliant idea. Mm -hmm. And then you get this, not, I mean, he was a, he was a great president in a general sense. Right. It's right. just, he just had to deal with a situation that everyone was like kind of didn't believe in him to, you know. Yeah, I mean, he's put in this situation where all of his aides and everyone else is like, you're the president, just save yourself, save the republic. And he's like, no, I'm going to save my family. This is my priority. Right. You know, yes, the United States is second priority or, well, close first and a half priority because, right. I mean, like, it wasn't until there was a gun to his family's head that he was like, fine, all right, I'll do it, you know. He's, yeah. He's like, we don't we don't negotiate. Right, 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 right. I'm right. saying, so. <laughs> right. Yeah, anyway. So, yeah, I, I, I honestly I expected us to match on that one. Mm -hmm. All right, so I guess that throws it back to me. Not that we ranked these, but that was my number one pick. So. Oh, okay. Um, so this one I was going to bring up earlier, but I realized there was a chance we were not going to talk about it. So I literally am – this is not – I wouldn't have made this a number one or a number sure. two pick, but this literally – I laughed so hard when I wrote this down on my page. <laughs> and it made me think of the movies, and it made me think of the – weird stuff that came out of the guy's mouth and it made me think of like the fact that the guy is falling apart and I can't stop I everything that comes out of his mouth makes me laugh when I watch these movies but it's Tug Benson from Hot Shots and Hot Shots Part 2 <laughs> 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 because he's just like I think he's like an admiral or whatever in the first movie but then in the second film he's, he's just the, the president yeah 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 um, oh. absolutely incredible um, t uh, Tug Benson um, President Benson <laughs> and I love when Charlie Sheen's like President Benson and he's like uh, um, uh, if you can hear the whining my dog is freaking out somewhere in the house I don't know what's going on so I apologize to the listeners but my dog my dog's freaking out um, I have a feeling my kid went outside and he's like, what? Why not me? <laughs> so, um, but no, there's the scene where uh, Charlie Sheen goes, President Benson, he goes, no, you're not. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, he just, like, it's so funny. And then when he's like, he talks about losing the tongue in the war and his kidney. And like, every time he's got a problem, he talks about some like war, old war injury that they had to replace, whatever. Like, yeah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Yeah, uh, anyway, yeah, President Benson, Hot Shots, part two. So. I did not match on that. Yeah. Okay, my dog is freaking out. I don't know what's going on. Speedy, stop it. By the way, my dog's name is Speedy. You've never heard me yell at him before. Um, all right, man, what's your final pick for the night? So my final pick, and this is one I went with TV. Um, it's mostly because I love the Allstate guy. Um, no, honestly, I love Dennis Haysbury. Yeah, you're He's, going to 24, aren't you? Yes, I am. I don't remember his last name, though. Uh, the, the presidential name. Uh, David Palmer. David Palmer. President David Palmer. Yeah. Um, I And it's, you know, he's another one where he doesn't make, he's not, he doesn't make a bad movie or TV show. Like, he'll read the script and be like, no, this is crap, I ain't doing it. Right. Right. Like, I mean, <laughs> even in Major League, I mean, he was phenomenal in that. Just absolutely great. Um, 24 is, you know, 24, it's one of those shows where it should have only been on for one season and it got critical acclaim and the ratings were there. And like, you really think it only should have been on for one season? Well, that was what it was slated. Oh, really? Okay, yeah. that I didn't know. Yeah, it was going to be a 24-episode run where it took place in 24 hours and then, you know, halfway through the season, like, well, this is working. Let's let's carry yeah, yeah, this yeah. out, you know, and new storyline, new problem, new thing. And, I mean, his, his portrayal as the president is... I mean, it's it's, it's a solid it's and a he was approach, and he was fantastic in that show too. He was even he was, like just yeah yeah. I mean, just the acting quality, the 
the power he brought to the office was yeah yeah just awesome not tug not president benson no, power no, to no, the no, office no, but he, <laughs> yeah no and i totally hear you with the power the, yeah yeah and it's a president you have to live with a little bit mm -hmm. too um get to see some legit stuff so right. um and i really yeah i and 24 is actually a show that I kind of want to rewatch, but I feel weird not binging a show like that. Like, that's a that's a weird show to, like, yeah. put down. Right. Because um, of the way it's I couldn't. Out. I couldn't handle, like, if... And I know there's people who listen to the show that don't watch everything we do, but if you've never seen 24 or understand the way it works, it's a... It's, like, season one is 24 episodes. Each episode's an hour. And... Each episode represents one hour in a day, so it's 24-hour period. Yeah, each so, episode represents one hour in real time of the story. Yeah, so you're watching... So when you get to the end of season one, you've watched 24 hours of a full day. Right. And it's it's nuts when you think about put like the idea to put a show like that together. And then when you realize... like When you talk about a cliffhanger, holy cow, is there a cliffhanger? Mm -hmm. Because it's real time. So what's, right. what happens the next two minutes of the show? You know, so you have to, like, I couldn't imagine watching that show week to week. Yeah, um, yeah that, that's another one of those where it's just like... And I hated his wife. David Palmer's <laughs> wife? Oh my God, I hated her. <laughs> his, his first lady? Wow. Like, she's a good actress. She's a great actress. I've seen her in other things. She was, I think she was the police chief on Castle shortly after 24. Okay. So she's a phenomenal actress. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Phenomenal actress, but as the first lady in 24, oh, I hated her. Um, yeah. Anyway, uh, so my final pick of the night um, is Jed Bartlett from West Wing. Okay. Um, and I know that the show is very fresh in my mind, and I know that I've been watching it because I said so, but this is a president that you legit live with. Like, legitimately mm -hmm. live with. This yep. is a show that's about him, his staff, the White House itself, um, you really get to see the politics. You get to hear real views. You get to hear real expressions of things, whether you agree with them or not. You can watch the show and you're following along. And even if like the you don't agree with the president so much, you end up getting on a side with some of the staff members and like parts of the West Wing, and they're discussing it. And you're just like, oh yeah, you know what I mean. And you really, it gets really deep into the politics yeah. stuff. Um, and I mean that was also a huge social commentary at the time like right. when that show was out like they were discussing some of the things that they weren't agreeing with with the government and like it was yeah and I will tell you this in a world where and I'm and I made this realization about midway through the second season the West Wing is Star Trek and it was the weirdest thing when I was watching the show and I'm gonna say this right now and you're gonna go holy cow Old Star Trek or Next Generation? Next Generation, okay. DS9. Okay. Next Generation or DS9, mm -hmm. one of the two. The White House is your Enterprise. Mm -hmm. You have your Captain, John, your Captain Jed Bartlett. You have his staff, his senior staff, his right. senior crew. And then... A whole bunch of blue and then shirts. When, a what? A what? <laughs> and then a whole bunch of red shirts that you can A shoot. whole bunch of red shirts. But then when you think about like Chinese delegations coming in... Right. Yeah. Klingon jail delegations yeah. coming in, and, uh, ambassador for you know this country, you know that kind of like the way, and then suddenly they have to go out somewhere, so they have to take the shuttlecraft or Air Force One to right. go do the thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, I was I literally like, yeah. I was literally like, oh my god, the show is Star Trek, <laughs> and I was like, Aaron Sorkin needs to do Star Star Trek. <laughs> um, <laughs> But I was just procedural I, drama Star Trek. But I was like, wow, this is totally. I was completely <laughs> blown away when I saw that, and I. It, yeah, I just it just it caught me off guard. But no, Jed Bartlett, like amazing president, but getting to really live with the character, mm -hmm. live with the first family, and see the minutia of it all, it, it just it it really kind of drove home. And I, it's one of the reasons I thought this list would be kind of fun to do anyway. Sure. So there's no way I was not going to talk about him. Absolutely. Uh, the only the only one I didn't know how to put on the list was Selena Meyer from Veep. <laughs> um, but I don't know if she was actually that good of a president. Right, right. <laughs> but the show is phenomenal. <laughs> so, um, well, anyway, this kind of brings us to the end of the discussion. Mm -hmm. um, the uh, next week, I honestly don't know what we're doing. 
um, because I have an idea. I have someone coming on, possibly. Um, I'm still waiting for the hard yay. I'm supposed to get that by the end of this week. Well, there you go. <laughs> so, um, the, uh, his, he's dealing with sports stuff with his kid, but this is the last week for, his, for this kid's sports stuff. So he's like, let me, I'll give you a hard yes, no on Friday. And no. I was like, perfect. Um, but uh, he's been on the show before, so um, hopefully that works out. If not, maybe I'll be hitting Adam up and seeing if he can come back on. And, I I'm, don't see anything other than um, I'm working on the 5th. Okay. So. All right. Well... Uh, that being said, uh, we're going to toss this episode in the can. Um, so uh, if you'll do, ever, do everyone, do me a favor. Uh, check out our website, top5report.com. There you'll find links to all of our social media, Twitter and Facebook, along with a link to our email, top5report at gmail.com. You can interact with the show there. Hit us on our uh, social media. Either way works. Um, we're on Google Play, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts. Uh, you can subscribe to us. If you do, you will not miss a single episode, and you can leave us a review, which we love those five stars. Um, uh, but we understand criticism because it helps us get better and it makes the words we say feel important. You can follow me personally on Twitter and Instagram at Drew3927. Uh, Adam, do you want anyone to find you anywhere? I know you mentioned your YouTube channel yeah, earlier. Yeah, we're on FlyFS. It's not mine. Um, I just am in the air with them. All right, um, but people can find but I, you. But, but I contribute yeah. and, you know, I, I make videos for them, so... Nice. Yeah, you can fly us on, find us on FlyFS, not fly us on FindFS. That doesn't make any sense. Fly us on FindFS? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, it's FlyFS. Let's fly be FlyFS, yes. Uh, otherwise, no, um, my life's not that interesting. I usually, I'm not even that interested in it, so. Perfect. Well, in that case, uh, everyone, uh, thanks for listening. Uh, for the Top 5 Report, I'm Drew. I'm Adam. And I'll be here next week, and I'll let you know what we're doing then. So, uh, it's baby here next week. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, we'll see you next week, everyone. Thanks for listening.